Episode 45, Blinded by the Light. Welcome to episode number 45 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast, Josh. Oh my goodness, that's like all our ages combined. Yeah, I think that's right, because we're all 15. Wait, actually, wait, there's six of us, so. That doesn't actually add up. We're all, I mean, different groups. I'm like a good 30 of those years. So, uh, hey, we're playing pretty fast, a pretty fast turnaround. We just played a couple days ago, so this should be easy. Everyone should know exactly what we did last episode uh, should be completely fresh in our memories. Uh, so let's get into it. So it was kind of an interesting thing. The first thing was the boats. Remember when you're trying to fix the boat where <laughs> good old Yawa, I'm sorry, good old bear. Uh, Yawa is his name of his zoom. So I'm like all device his little, his little nickname on zoom, uh, but bear and Zofia, I still have trouble remembering Zofia's name. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> I always take an extra tick of time to remember Zofia's name. But you two tried to repair a boat that didn't go well. Uh, and, <laughs> and then you did some wilderness travel. You assaulted a camp of marauders and did really well. Uh, cut some heads off, took over their camp, took some venison, etc. Uh, you decided not to inspect the Marauder camp by the bridge, nor go to Aethwin's Refuge for the Waystone site. You wanted to try to get ahead of Bruno and Cressida. So you went and continued your wilderness travel north through the Talons, these two very sharp peaked mountains of smaller heights uh, than the very, uh, very foreboding fell rocks to the east and to the northeast. Uh, and you arrived in time. To sit around and do nothing for a few days. Uh, I remember Lavinia had some trouble finding camps. Uh, and you one at one point, you camped on top of a frozen pond and it fell through. Mm-hmm. Lavinia was having some tough rolls. Uh, and eventually, you all did catch sight of a couple travelers. Uh, you saw what looked to have been one singular strange-looking humpback person. But upon closer inspection was actually Roderick. Uh, giving Cressida a piggyback ride. And when Bear and Stekis started to interrogate uh, Cressida upon her arrival, Stekis went a little crazy, got a little tired of it, and attacked her and would have killed her if not for Bear kind of calming him down and knocking him over. Uh, she still almost died, however, if not for some quick bandaging. And that's that's basically it, right? Am I forgetting anything? Um, Roderick tried it. running away. Yeah, Roderick tried running away and then just sort of like hid, hiding behind. Yeah. You also found some more obelisks and learned a couple new symbols. Do you remember which symbol you learned? Uh, wood, lime, and we already know new bone. Yeah, I think iron. I think you have looking at my notes. Oh, and pouch. Uh, well, the pouch was empty, so there's something mm-hmm. inside of it. So whatever it was was a. Uh, deteriorated enough that you weren't able to discern what it was. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start uh, right around there. You guys are in camp just north of the Waystone site near the near the Talons. Uh, it's nighttime. 
you're settling in as the cold winds and a light flurry of snow uh, begins to fall. Uh, Cressida is in great pain and discomfort. Roderick is calmed down, but is kind of like a distracted squirrel, constantly shifting at every little noise. Uh, maybe make sure that Cressida is like bound up and gagged because she likes to run her mouth. Okay, so you take uh, a moment to uh, to gag her, and she's like, "So they always and then <laughs> I don't want to gag her like that. Gives her a gives you a dirty look, uh, but yeah, she tends to weasel her way into people's brains a bit. She's a talker. Was she, she paralyzed at some point? She was in fact paralyzed. Yeah, she's got uh, she can't move for a few days. Just to be clear, I'm not helping move that thing. I don't understand why you're not letting me kill her. She's a little terrified, in fact, of that. <laughs> but, uh, she's gagged. And uh, as you sit around the fire, it's warm. You get some food, yeah, whatever you have left over. Seems like we're able to catch up to them. And now we know the situation. There's marauders out here. We have to go find this child. As well it's as disappointing friend. that we didn't find all four of them together. That would have been a lot easier. Now we're probably going to have to go into the middle of some marauders. It was disappointing to not end this now, but it's gotten more difficult. Well, didn't we know that Chadwick, wasn't he from the forest? So it makes sense if the marauders were his original family. It's not like he's children of the forest. Yeah, you do. There's been a lot of obfuscation surrounding his origins, but you've learned enough to probably deduce that he's he's probably a member of whatever communities that reside far to the north that that lead to these marauding groups coming down. He was probably part of that. So as night progresses, everyone falls asleep. Stekis and Lavinia, you are awoken once more in the middle of the night by this sudden and intense feeling of heat all over your bodies. And when you when you sit up, probably a set of panic runs through you, uh, and then you look around and you're thinking, you know, maybe the fire spilled over, but it didn't. It's fine. It's there. It's dying a little bit. Uh, throw an extra log on the fire and you catch eyes, you lock eyes briefly. And then as you look around to the rest of the group, you can see that there's one other set of eyes that also uh, is staring at you. And that's Cressida, who also seems to be awake uh, and looking at you all. She's still got the gag in her mouth. But when you look off to the Northeast, you see something burning in the far distance. Um, at least a mile away. You're not really not really sure in the night how to judge the distance too well, but you see, you think it's a, a fairly large fire somewhere. Was there like a lot of forest still to the north, like where it's like grouped up? Uh, it like- it's a little bit more sporadic at this yeah. point. Remember, you're kind of close yeah. to a lake. Does uh, it look like a forest fire kind of thing or like a fire that? No, it doesn't seem to be that spread out. It seems to be a little bit more localized. Okay. Um, Stekis, excuse me. Um, why is our skin burning? 
why is my skin burning? Do you, I'm just as confused as you. You're starting to, and it, and it is, and it's still incredibly hot. Like, like it's almost like you're feverish. I'm gonna like get some of the snow and see if that makes any difference. Temporary relief, but eventually you feel the warmth come back. Does Christina look uh, uncomfortable? I mean, obviously her injuries. Her eyes, like her eyes are bulging, pretty big. Yeah, but she's unable to move. Lavinia will go check on her. And she, uh, so I'm so hot. Why am I so hot? Uh, I don't, I don't know. And Lavinia will like rub some snow on her forehead. And... Uh, thank you, thank you, sweetheart. Mercy. Oh, gold. And from her angle, she can't actually see what you guys see because she can't move her head or anything like that. Do you think we should put out the fire? Would that help some? This immediate one next to us? Yes. I mean, for us, possibly. Maybe we should just move further away from the fire. I walk like 30 feet away from the fire and see if it makes a difference. You wait a minute or two and it does not. You still kind of feel this heat. Stekis, what is, and, and Lavinia will point over at the fire, is that dangerous to have? And fire. then does it, does it feel like it's like calling to us at all or? Uh, not like what happened by Merlin's, but it is kind of a curious coincidence that you wake up feeling an intense amount of heat and there is a fire brewing off about a mile in the distance. And it's again, it's like a bonfire type heat. It's not like a small campfire. It's noticeable. Do you think we should just wake everyone up and go over there? I think we should put out that fire, yes. Weren't you looking for something up here? Isn't it by the lake? Uh there that was one of the land that was one of the landmarks that she mentioned. Uh it was the tomb that she was telling you to look for. Yeah, the tomb and mm-hmm. also tablets and stuff like that. Yep. So, yeah. And then the other thing was you got the impression when the two of you were talking to Merlin that whatever location that you're being called to was at a much greater distance than here. Yeah. So, yeah. so do you want to wake folks up? Yeah. Okay. So, Bear, Hubert, Zofia. Roderick, I suppose. I'll wake up. What is it? Uh, is someone missing? Are we being raided? Um, no. no, but there is there is another bonfire that is... Lavinia, off- this is another lantern on the stump. I don't... <laughs> 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 Says okay. the person that wanted to follow even further. <laughs> and, and Lavinia will just kind of like ignore Hubert and she'll just look at Stekis. We need to find out why that is there. Me and Lavinia feel like we're about to catch on fire. And you and and when you look at them, by the way, they're sweating. Like you can yeah. see, like there's beads of sweat on their faces. They're soaking wet. Their hair that that they have is is soaking wet. That's not something we're experiencing. No, you guys feel very cold. In fact, okay. Mm. Are you sure you're just not? Getting ill. I, I feel fine. No, this isn't this isn't normal. Stekis, we have to put it out, please. And Lavinia will start like rubbing like just snow on her arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it definitely it definitely helps. Like 
but it's it's not going to last forever. You know that. Sophia's going to look over at Cressida and see if she is still where she's supposed to be. She can't move. So, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, she's paralyzed. And in doing so, I'm assuming would notice that she is no longer gagged. Did you leave the gag off, Lavinia? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're hot and miserable. She's not trying to mess with you all, or gaslight you all, anything like that. She's literally just just moaning in, in sort of pain and discomfort and confusion. Uh, understand? She she's she can't move. She's on fire. Uh, her, you know, her arm has a huge gash. Her her side into her back has a huge gash. Not a good time to be Cressida right now. Oh, and she's missing uh, her leg from below the knee. Yeah, Zofia is just suspicious, so she would kind of want to see okay. what she's up to and just see like, is this her doing basically? Because she's you know, Zofia's already yeah. lost Bruno to her, you know, kind of charm, so to speak. So just trying to make sure that this doesn't seem to be her doing. If it's her doing, she's a hell of an actress. Uh, Lavinia is going to start heading towards the fire. Okay. Gather up our equipment and. I will. I will make sure to stay in front of Lavinia. Okay. Is anyone staying back? Take Roderick with us. Take yeah. Make sure Roderick comes. You're just gonna leave Christina there. Uh, I guess I can carry her. She's paralyzed. Okay, that's your choice. Are we coming back here? Might as well just. It's only a mile away, so it probably won't take you that long to get there and back. It's it's at night, so you have to be a little bit careful. So I hope we're coming back. Half an hour plus. Yeah, I don't think she's going anywhere. We'll just be right back. <laughs> <laughs> we come back. The signs of Mother Ustuk and oh, no Cressida. Uh, okay, so you travel, uh, and it's easy enough to follow. Uh, and Roderick is a little confused and is tugging uh, like he doesn't want to go, but he's still going uh, eventually. Uh, when you're about half, a eh, little more than halfway there, uh, you realize that the snow has uh, has given way to some rock and then a drop down. And you realize that if you were to continue in a direct line towards the fire, you would be walking onto the lake, which is frozen over. We've already fallen into water once. I'd rather not. How much of an inconvenience would it be to go like around? It seems as though the fire is coming from the lake, like the center of the lake. Oh, never mind. We need to go then. I misunderstood. Carefully, we step across the lake. Okay. So is everyone going? Is anyone staying behind uh, at the shore? Uh, I'll stay at the shore. I don't, there's a problem. Welcome. Okay. Do you, wanna, does, do you want to leave Roderick with him or do you want to bring Roderick with you? Roderick on the shore. Okay. Bear, are you, Bear and Zofia, are you going as well? Yes, but making sure that we spread out on the ice so we're not all like walking in heavy group together. Okay. Bear, I didn't, I didn't hear your answer. Yeah, I'll go with them. Okay, so everyone who's walking across, go ahead and make a routine coordination test to walk across this ice. Success. Uh, Lavinia fail. Zofia fail. Uh, I passed with a 17. All right, so for Lavinia and for Zofia, the two of you can take 10 points of physical peril as halfway out, you just kind of lose your balance, slide and slap down onto the ice, the hard ice. You can feel a bruise kind of forming on your backsides. 
but you get up none the worse for wear and continue uh, trudging across. You see as you're as you're walking across this ice that there's occasional tiny rock outcroppings that protrude up out of the ice, and some seem to be more uh, you know a little bit bigger than others, as if like they're like little these mini islands. Uh, but you instead are continuing to travel, and eventually you come within about, we'll say, 20 yards, and you can see that there is something sticking up out of the ice. Uh, this fairly long, and at the top of it, uh, you can see that that's where the fire is. And it almost looks like a tree trunk, like a long kind of wooden thick pole of some kind. And there's something a little bit more bulbous at the top. And that's where the fire is burning intensely, about seven or eight feet off the ice. How thick is it around? Uh, from, you'd probably guess, maybe about uh, three to four foot at most uh, at, its, at its widest, widest points. And just the tops on fire, not yeah, the, the whole thing. The, the the like the the actual shaft does not seem to be on fire yet. Anyway, what else is nearby? Nothing really. It's pretty barren, uh, other than those handful of little rocky outcroppings that you passed along the way. So there are no people. There's no animals. There's no nothing. You do not see any signs of anything like that. I didn't miss- see this fire earlier today when we were headed yeah. in this direction. Did not. I'm going to see if when I get closer to it, if it gets hotter. Your temperature doesn't really seem to shift. It's just still, you still feel like you're, you've got a really bad, bad fever. So how high up is this? Like if we were to try to put the fire out, what would it take for us to be able to get like that seven, high? eight feet. Was it all wooden? From what you can tell from about 15 to 20 yards away. Yes. Uh, I was trying chopping it down maybe. Seems like that would break the ice, so we would run the risk of all falling in the water when that came crashing down. Better than being on fire? True, I'm not the one on fire, so I suppose. I'm going to go up and touch it and see what it feels like, if it's like not what it looks like, maybe. It feels like something else. No, it, it feels like rough wood. You reach out, touch it. feels like rough wood. Uh, you look down, and you can see the... The it goes into the ice and underneath the ice. The ice is it's not translucent, like it's white and bluish. It's, you can't see into the water, but it definitely seems like something is sticking up out of the lake below. Uh, if you like, roll a scrutinized test. Uh, I'll make this standard just fine. Sure. I'm really good at this. That's a fail. Okay. Uh, when you look up, you can see that there's something like at, at where the where the fire actually is, and it sort of is bulbous and a little bit wider than the the shaft of the actual whatever this is. You can see that there's something else there. You can't quite deduce what it is. Um, as you're looking up, embers fall down into your eyes, and you begin to to shake them away. Uh, and you can take 
uh, 11 points of physical peril as you're constantly just swiping away at your eyes uh, from these embers. Would you say this is sort of like a Q-tip? Like there's the kind of the stick and then there's kind of something that's a little bit thicker on top. It's a little bit bigger at the top. You can tell that it's not just rounded. It's like there's something, maybe branches, maybe a cross beam, something else. But it's blazing hot and it's hard to discern what's there. You're pretty sure if you could put the fire out that you could probably get a better idea. Uh, I want to cast Witch Sight. Okay. So Lavinia's got her little piece of fabric that she'll tie over her eyes. And it's been a hot minute, so I'm trying to find it in the Zweihander resources. So basically, you're just looking for it's it, signs of magic, auras yeah. of magic. Okay, so routine. Unless you're channeling. Oh, no. Uh, oh, crit fail. Okay, I got to find it now. So now we got to look up what happens. Please, please don't melt the ice. No, it won't do that. At least this one won't. It'll probably screw with your eyesight. Yeah. I would guess. Lavinia might melt away, but the ice is probably <laughs> going to be okay. Oh, butter come out of your eyes. Again. It's hot butter, too. What are the rest of you doing while this is all happening? Sophia's going to look for a way to try to climb. Uh, you could just shimmy up. Um, but... You have to go a couple feet, and then you have to you have to worry about the flame. When you get close, by the way, it's really hot for you. Does anyone have a bucket or anything with some water that I can try to climb up and then toss some some water up? While you're asking that, you suddenly hear Lavinia shout. And Lavinia, you behold a terrible vision of nightmare beings from beyond the mortal realm. So you see these demonic monkeys and creatures with scales and tentacles that suddenly burst up from the ice below and kind of start grabbing at everyone uh, and hysterically kind of step back but when everyone looks down you don't see any issues and you are temporarily blinded for 24 hours during this time you automatically <sighs> fail any skill test which requires you to s requires you to see okay you are blind Okay. Again. Again. Classic. Again. So we've got a blind person in the party and a paralyzed person in the party. And a crazy person in the party. So Sophia, why don't why don't you roll um why don't you go ahead and roll a scrutinized test? Uh and I'll give you this at easy. It's a success. So this looks strangely enough to you like the mast of a ship. And this is the the spot at the top is almost like a crow's nest. What that? This can't be this. And she'll this looks like a a ship in the middle of a lake. Isn't there a river that comes here? Maybe from the north. Yeah. Do ships go on the river? Uh, they can. Sure. How? This doesn't how connect very, to the Tershvela, if that's what you're asking. How very odd. Um, does anyone have any any water? Not unless I want to drink it. I and don't. then while you two are talking, you see 
the fire uh, has burned so long in the top that it snaps. And you can see that the bulbous part that was on fire suddenly falls to the surface of the lake, still on fire, while the pole continues to stay uh, lodged into the ice. And you can, and you know that it's just a matter of time before the ice weakens. I'm going to quickly like look at it and see if what's on fire and then start to back away a little bit. You still can't see it. You, you had your chance. Oh, if yeah, somebody yeah. else wants to try to, to scrutinize, get a little closer and scrutinize, you go right ahead. But it's just, it's a roaring fire. Yeah, I'm going to get away from that. It's probably going to start cracking the ice. Okay. No. I will back away. It will, uh, I'll make sure Lavinia follows me away from it since she can't see. Okay. Okay. But I do another scrutinize. Yeah, you can, you, you've never actually done a scrutinize. You just did, uh, well, actually, no, you tried to determine whether or not it was a, the mask. Uh, I'll roll over yours. You see that there seems to be a, a body tied to it. You can see the burnt embers of a skeleton uh, behind the fire. There, there's someone there that was someone that was burning. Well, he's probably dead now, so we should probably just leave him before we join him under the water. But it could have been Bruno. Does it look like a large, like a child skeleton or there's adult no, skeleton? There, or? It's definitely not a child skeleton. Okay. But there's no They're way. There's no way to discern unless unless you put the fire unless you put the flames out and actually examine the skeleton. There's no way you could probably make any determination as to like species or gender or anything like that. And weren't they in the other direction? If you trust Cursita's word, yes. I would love to get a peek. I just don't know how I can do it to get water before it falls into the water. And at this point, uh, the ice is beginning to get very fairly moist from the fire. And you can start to see bits begin to to melt away into the water. Run away, run away. Okay. So all of you run back and eventually meet up with Hubert again. And you can see in a distance, by the time you get back to Hubert, the fire has gone out. And you presume that it has sunken beneath the the surface of the ice into the water. Lavinia, Stekas, do you still feel on fire? You do not. You feel much better. Wow. You actually feel kind of cold, in fact, because you were covered in sweat and now you're getting gusted on by really cold wind. Mm-hmm. Lavinia's going to listen for whispers. Nothing. Nothing? Just okay. wind. Well, what was it? Did you guys fix it? Yep, we put out the fire. Everything's good now. It's Go so it's a boat. It, it was the mast of a ship that's coming up out of the ice. And at the top there was a a body that was wrapped in on fire. And once it fell and went into the water, these two stopped feeling like they were burning. It's so weird. It, it was like an adult skeleton, but I couldn't recover the skeleton because the fire needed to go out in the water. That sounds like some voodoo magic. I don't I don't know what that is. Is it something I could like possibly recognize? Like maybe like a folklore? Like Does anyone have education? No. No. Not nope. yet. If somebody wants education, they can roll a hard education test. Uh am I also gonna take another one for the team and get education? I'm I might. 
Uh, remember that education is special, so it'd be flip the fail. But you can you can certainly try if anybody wanted to. I just want to go back to camp because I feel better now. I only have a forty-one, so if anybody else has a higher, I mean, it's not much. It's forty-two. I'll anybody try. any better? Okay, thirty. So there you fail. go. Good job. She, she actually it's failed. Hard. Yeah, she so. needed oh. a, she needed a twenty two and she rolled a three, which is yeah. flip the fails thirty. That's so. close. Damn. You do know, I'll give you this much. You do know that the exploration of the ruin. <gasps> I do know that for spells, a body sacrifices for like a big big spell. <laughs> Jeff, that's not what I'm talking about here, but I like your reaction. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. The you do know, education wise, that the exploration of the ruin goes back many hundreds of years. Meaning the Rhine first started sending out explorers a good two hundred to three hundred years ago uh, to explore the ruin, and some of those ships never returned. So you make it back to camp. Cressida looks to be better and has fallen asleep. And the time you've been gone, the fire has started to dim. You get the rest of your night's sleep. Morning comes. Go ahead and move up your peril tracks. And what would you like to do for today? Sophia would like to talk to Cressida about that and see if she knows anything about what kind of magic that could have been. So you're going to have to roll a social check because at this point, you all have paralyzed her, nearly killed her, and then left her for dead in the middle of the night for like an hour and a half. Uh, where she was burning to death and couldn't move and was susceptible to all sort of dangers. So I'm going to make this a hard, whatever test you want to try, um, whether you want to charm her, threaten her, you know, intimidate her, whatever you like, interrogate her, which probably wouldn't be useful here. No. Um, yeah, I'm not great with any of the fellowship type stuff. Um, I guess I'll try to charm. Uh, what was the difficulty again? Hard. That is a crit success. Okay. So what do you ask her? So last night when you were burning, we we went off, we explored, we made it better. Um, but it was a ship in the water and there was a body all the way at the top of the mast. And somehow that body being on fire had the three of you feeling hot? You see an eyebrow. She raises an eyebrow at the description of the ship, of the fire, of a body. She asks you about the body. Like, what kind of body was it? How did they, how did they die? It was really hard to tell. The It sort of fell from the top. It was a skeleton. It looked humanoid that was wrapped up. Um, it looked adult size. It wasn't like a small child. It didn't look to be an animal. I'm pretty sure it looked humanoid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was just the blaze was just so intense that I really couldn't kind of put the fire out and look at it any more closely until it it melted the ice and sunk into the lake. And she asked that. Did you find anything that the mass was connected to? Did you see anything to suggest the name of the ship? Anything like that? She's very, she seems to know something. 
and she's she's kind of pestering you for info. We could go look at it again to, in the light of day uh, at night. I barely got a chance just to notice that it was a ship's mast before the top fell and we kind of had to go running so that we wouldn't fall into the lake and drown. So she describes how uh, she's a little bit more learned than you folks, apparently, and she kind of chides you for not knowing your history, uh, but she describes an expedition, a very famed expedition that actually gave this territory its name, Bachman's Expedition, uh, Bachman's Ruin. It's called the Ruin for short now, and how uh, it was a very well-funded and noteworthy expedition because the people who were involved with it were famed explorers from wealthy, noteworthy families high up in the ranks uh, of the Rhine's uh, government. And they never returned. And it was this major and terrible you know, travesty. It was a huge failing and all sorts of terrible things started to befall the Bachman family. Uh, including one of whom, the uh, a cousin, uh, who was said to have been, um, there's a mutiny on their ship, and that they were burned uh, to death. Uh, and she doesn't seem to be giving you everything. She still seems to be holding holding back, but she feels a little bit satisfied that she's given you enough, especially considering how you've treated her. So, I mean, not really being very well educated. Those were stories that I had certainly never heard before. But I, I don't, I don't understand if this happened a long time ago. How, how is that body burning? How do you feel like you're on fire? That, what nonsense is this? And she looks at you, and she says. The closer we get to the top of the world, sweetheart, the thinner the veil is between this world and the next, and the more chaotic the magical forces are that we experiment with. There's many a cursed civilization, person, expedition that has found its ruin here, and those types of curses, they linger for generations, for lifetimes. This is likely just another. And she turns away from you and she's she is done talking to you. So if she'll go on about if the curse lingers, why are we feeling it? I'm done talking to you. But you heard all that. This veil between worlds stuff. I mean, yeah, the etheric winds, they've always been, you know, around. It's just more potent up here. The sailors that I know don't come anywhere close to this area. Yeah, you're not particularly close to the to the ocean, by the way. You're about mm-hmm. a day's hike away or so. All right, so what's the plan? I'm blind. How long is the effect on that? 24 hours. Well, we came all the way up here for what, and we got the info. Now we have to backtrack and find uh, this child. Uh, Chadwick also had a reason to be here as well. Yeah, I wanted to go into the tombs, but oh, there's tombs. Mm-hmm. How, how close by? 
Uh, should be back near that lake where we were at. You have to search for him, but you're in the general vicinity, according to the map that you were given. If what we were told is true and Chadwick went back to where he's from, he's in no more danger than he was when he was stolen. If what we were told is not true, he's probably already dead. You are always full with positive options. Yeah, I think Doc Coley would like us to confirm that. Oh, uh, and what were you finding in these tombs, Lavinia? Well, I was um, hoping to learn some better magic to help us. So uh, you have to find magic to learn magic. And there are spellcasters buried there. And usually you take your magic with you to your death. Ah, I see. That's so who is up for some grave robbing? I think we can take all the magic we can get if we're going to be at the mercy of hundreds of year old bodies affecting our body temperature. I think we could use some extra help. Well, if the current magic you know is causing you to go blind, who knows what this magic might make you go bald or something? I know some of it could be a lot worse than that. Well, while we're up here, well, since we're up here, we could go check it out for the day. But afterwards, we should definitely head back. Shouldn't we wait for her to be able to see? Yeah, I'm blind. (laughs) I mean, I could follow, but... um, How are you going to learn if you can't see? We just have to take it and I can read it later. You're actually supposed to take it and give it to... You're supposed to take this stuff, give it to Merlin, and then she would teach you something new. Yes. Just as a reminder, the feathers that you now have and this thing on my back is from magic. Mm. So you you might consider that that's a little bit more effective than going bald. Also, uh, Lavinia's stature is different than it used to be. She's puny jumbo. So she's her, her body shape is a little bit different. It's not as noticeable a, Mutation is uh, feathers across your body, yeah. but uh, <laughs> or a giant yeah. hump thing. Yeah. Wait, that, when did she get this? Same change? time. Same time you oh, guys. The same time. Okay. Yeah. And Sophia's older. Yeah. Right. It's just it's just when you have a person suddenly spontaneously growing feathers and another person growing a person out of their humpback, it kind of overshadows. <laughs> Just getting a little skinnier and taller. Like, it's, that's really. <laughs> yep. And I was already pretty tall. Yeah, you were pretty tall. Yeah. Weight loss magic. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, two options in front of you then are to go back or to wait and uh, go into the tomb when Lavinia can see. Yeah. I think we can search for the day and, like, maybe X, get a nice path going and then go on the next day. So, who's all searching? We can check out the boat. Sophia would like to go back to the boat also. Okay, so Bear and Sophia will go back to the boat. Hubert will start searching for the tomb. Uh, Lavinia can't really see anything, so I'm assuming you're hanging back. Oh, uh, stay and make with... sure she's safe. Okay, so the two of you, Roderick, Cassita, so Hubert will be searching. Hubert, you can go ahead. If you take the map, uh, you can roll a navigation check to try to read this map. With the navigation, or excuse me, with the map, you can go ahead and roll this at routine. All right, I don't have a point in it, so this will be flipped to fail. Okay. 
Uh, crit failed. Wow, that was really close. Oh, no. That was super close. He needed a 53. He rolled a 55. Okay. I think you're going to get lost, and you're not going to return that night. You're going to get completely lost, turned around. Night eventually falls, and you take shelter completely away from the rest of everybody. And we'll resolve that with some danger dice in a moment. Oh, no. Let's go back to the ship thing that Bear and Zofia are taking a look at. You you get out to the lake again. You go out, and you can see that a hole has now formed around where the burning had happened. And you can, it, what it, as far as you can tell, the mast has started to dip down further, uh, but it's still peeking up out of the water. There is some water still present and it hasn't fully frozen over uh, again, but uh, you have to be fairly careful with how close you get. But what are the two of you looking to do? Chrisita was asking Zofia if there were like a name on the ship or markings on the ship. So that's going to be primarily what she's looking for is some sort of identifying um, features, just trying to get a sense of given how tall the mast is, how big the ship would be, and then any kind of markings or anything. You can do a scrutinized test as you get a little bit closer, and you can do this at challenging. Bear, what are you doing while she's rolling that? Uh, maybe look down, see if there's anything shiny. Like underneath the, the ice? Like where the boat is for treasure. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to look through the ice or do you want to look like down into the water itself the water when you look down into the water you don't see anything shiny it's actually very very dark and as you sit and watch while she's scrutinizing occasionally occasionally something flickers but you're pretty sure it's probably just fish because it's moving a lot and so it's probably just kind of fish moving around here and there if you had a fishing pole uh, this could be a nice ice fishing spot. Blast oh. you. <laughs> and it's the whole time up until last episode. I never asked to use it. So, I mean, very rare. The one time I asked to use it. it the one time you asked to do. The, the one time you asked to use it, you actually saw a ship in the middle of a fog dragging or being dragged by some writhing mass. Yeah, you don't so, remember that, do you? Okay. I, I remember so, that. Thank you, Coder. Someone pays attention. All right, so examining the shaft, you notice uh, that there have there's been there are some sort of metal bands that have long since rusted and corroded. Uh, when you look at the shaft itself, it's surprising how sturdy it remains, uh, and you can see that there's there's some decorative engraving, kind of up and down the sides that appear to be roses. Don't those signify the rain? Uh, possibly, the but these specific, the specific carvings that you see are not the one that's stamped on the gold and silver coinage. And it's not emblazoned on the various, uh, you know, warden clothing. And, but you also know that the aristocracy has a tendency to take the common symbol of the Rhine and then find a way to change it or personal personalize it for their family crests. Uh, so because you don't have education. Uh, and because, uh, yeah, I'm going to say you're going to, if you, if you take a moment to sketch it, you could perhaps show it to somebody who does and maybe learn, uh, what it might mean. 
Okay. So I'll let Bear know that I, you know, I came when I, I found what I came for. Okay. I found a marking to share with Cressida. Okay. How cold is the water? Very cold. You certainly don't want to swim. You could probably put your hand in it for a minute or two. If you want to try to reach and grab one, I'll let you give it a try. Like to do like a, like, like yank your, see if you can lure oh, a fish. Yeah. Okay. Do it. We'll make this, uh, we'll make this a coordination test hard. See if you can grab one as it, as it comes up. Hold my breath and try and snatch one out. Okay. Definitely. (laughs) You you reach your hand in and you nope it right the hell out because it's just too cold. That was almost that crit fail where maybe a piranha could have bit you. (laughs) Yes. Good thing. Missed it by one. So, or he would have fallen in. Uh, I think it's more likely what I was, what I was thinking. Uh, all right. So the two of you head back to camp, uh, fill Lavinia in on what you found. The day progresses and Hubert never returns uh, as night falls. Does anyone go looking for him? Uh, where was he going? Do we know? He was searching around for the tomb. He took the map and he was trying to find the tomb. Yeah, he probably should. Maybe you, the tomb found him. Do you remember any of the map that you help? look at it before Zofia would have I think because I think it was Zofia Hubert and Stekis that had been paying attention to the map yeah yeah I, I remember small details okay we should try and find him if you would like you can roll as it's getting dark it's not I'll say I'll say you decide by the time it gets to the point where it's nearly dark that it maybe quickly go out and look for him for an hour or so so I'll let you roll a navigation test uh since you have some idea of the map in your mind, Zofia, I'll let you roll it a standard. And then are the two of you, Stekis and Bear, going with him or, or with her? Or is uh, are, are someone staying behind? One person should stay behind. The other person should go. Do you okay. want to stay or go, Bear? Uh, I'll go. Okay. I will stay then. All right, roll it. Fast. I have good news and bad news for you. The good news is that you find the side of a hill that has a fairly curious looking arrangement of rocks that as you study it more closely, you realize there's no way this is a naturally occurring phenomena. And it has that same kind of natural cloaking architecture that you've seen from the Umbat Noor with their apartments. Right, and right. as you as you climb up the hill a bit, you notice embedded into the side of it looks to be a crude set of stone doors that have been overgrown uh, with various vegetation and there's snow piled atop of it. So good news if you found the tombs. But you do not find Hubert. The doors haven't been opened. Because all that stuff's in the way still. They don't look to be. They also look pretty heavy. Uh, so it would take, yeah, it would, it would probably take a little bit of time to dig it out. And then probably you would need Stekis, maybe Hubert, to help you to, because I think the two of you are probably not enough to, to, to open it. You can try, of course, but it would be easier if you had other people. But we would assume that he hadn't been able to get in because nothing looks disturbed. Nothing looks disturbed at all. And then that's at that point, it's it's starting to get dark. And you realize if you don't turn back now, you're going to be stuck out here at night. We should head back. 
uh, at least we know where to come back, but hopefully he'll he'll make his way back and Mother Ustig didn't find him. Okay. Uh, okay. So then as the night progresses with all of you by your, uh, with all of you in your camp, Hubert on his own, uh, Hubert, do you have anything on you that allows you to make a fire or anything? Like torches, flint? I have tincture. Tincture is, is something oh, is, you eat, drink. not what I was thinking of. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> he just starts doing drugs. A, I'm a lantern. Okay. If like I can use the oil pot at all. Okay. So I'll let you do, so do a survival test. Uh, make it challenging to try to find a, a place to, to ride out the night. I feel like this is a uh, number two person who's going to freeze and lose pieces. You ever seen the end of The Shining? That's what it's going to be like in the morning. Right, Josh? Uh, successful roll. Okay. So you manage to get a fire going and you find a decent spot out of the wind. And I'll ask you to make a toughness test at challenging for when the morning comes to see whether or not you accrued any peril over the night. I failed that. Okay. So yeah. it's a, it's a rough night, despite the fact that you managed to find like, it's, it's a little bit unnerving being out here by yourself. The sounds of a, a bird or a howl kind of get to you. And I want you to take 19 points of peril. Uh, that's a, that's a 2d 10 plus two. That's a really good roll. That's a good roll. And so when morning comes, you've barely slept at all. You're a little bit on edge and you're kind of cold and worn out, but you're alive and you look around and eventually with the, the new light, you find a high point and you can kind of see in the distance where the, the camp is. And eventually you make it back, but you are agitated and tired and in, a in, in little bit out of sorts. Where have you been? I, I've been searching for days for this tomb. I think I found <laughs> it, guys. It's a. Uh, I've been following the trees, shortest to tallest, for hours. I think this upside down one. I think this is it. I think you're confused. No, I think you're confused. I'm. Did you hear me? I'm we found it too, but you weren't there. We found it last night trying to find you. Yes, I had a camp nearby. I couldn't open the doors. <laughs> You're such a son of a bitch. <laughs> what? Well, good. Then we all know how to get there and we can go back there together. Okay. Which you all do, but do you bring Roderick and Cressida with you? Yeah, we're going to have to take I, mean, I would say so. Roderick can come. I'm not going to carry Cressida, though. Uh, I'll meet up with Cressida and explain her the situation. Uh, hi, Cressida. I don't believe we've met, but I'm Hubert. And she's, hey, sweetheart. It's uh, Are you going to be my chauffeur? Yeah, it's a poor thing. You, you're missing a leg, and uh, I'm sorry, but Steck has attacked you for no reason. I don't know what his bloodlust was. I don't blame you. It is, are, those, are those feathers? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I've, I've gotten so used to them. And she's, she starts, she starts like as if she's trying to reach a hand out to touch them. It's a beautiful, a beautiful coat. You're a very beautiful man. It's the second person that's told me that. Who was the first? Some witch in the forest. Oh, she, she's got good taste, that one. Oh, you're, you're a big strapping lad. I can't thank you enough for this. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, it seems like you can't move, so I'm going to have to be the one carrying you for now. 
And so as you all are walking over, she's she's constantly talking to you, but like kind of whispering. She's like, I, I swear to you here, but I had no idea that they kidnapped the ball. I, I didn't know anything about it. I, I, I admit I technically should be in prison right now. But but look at me leg. Look at me state. I feel Isn't everyone on this island supposed to be in prison. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll say you I get did you ever meet Bruno? I I know I think he was one of these friends of these guys. Incorrigible but... man. Just in and lost, you know? And they they just abandoned him, you know, like they did the other night. Well they just left me in the wilderness. It's a terrible thing. They're probably all going to take corruption at the end of the session when we do the telly. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, is I think that they hate me and I haven't, I don't understand why. I've just. Yeah, I'm not sure I understand either. They haven't told me much. I, I, they just, they just choose to find me responsible for all their mistakes. They are the ones who abandoned him. They are the ones who who did all of these rotten things. And and rather than face their own mistakes, they they pit them on me. Was there a reason you journeyed all the way out here with that group? You seem to be well, hard traveled. Do you mean like in the last few days? Yeah. Well, you're gonna you're gonna find it silly if I tell you. You promise you won't find it silly. Oh, not. Any more silly than what's I've experienced out here? You say, Hubert, the end times are coming. It's over. The world is coming to an end. And uh, well, before that day comes, I have been promised a very special role in that day. I thought Bruno was a lot me and he, she, he was one of the chosen but oh, I guess I was wrong I guess I guess he was put in my path just to test me my faith and my fortitude I guess I failed but I am stronger now in mind if not in body and I'll find a way but, and I'm sure you know I'm sure there could be space for you, you know, a um, kind man like yourself who understands everything isn't as simple and easy as they want it to be. It's just not just some obvious villain out there. I've never hurt any of them. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know too much about the world ending. You'll probably have to fill me in more on that, but we're going to some tombs. I'll be happy to. For, oh, oh, I'll be happy to. Happy to indeed. And she'll start telling you all sorts of things as as you're going, and she's more than happy to fill you in on her theories, on what's happening, on you know her life and how she's come. And you're just gaining a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of little little bits and pieces about her. But eventually, you all make it back to the tomb, and after you clean it away, uh, you can see that there are a variety of etchings in the stone doors, some of which you recognize, some of which you do not. 
only any of us had ever gotten some education. I gave, yeah, I literally gave you a guy in town that said, yes, I know the language. And you guys ran away from him. Good job, Arwen. <laughs> convincing everyone he convincing everyone he's a murderer. Good job, Arwen. <laughs> gave you a perfect resource. Uh, yeah, Erwin <laughs> did play it well, though, I think. So um, I would say you all are familiar enough that when these symbols are seen, that means something needs to be buried. As a, that's that's the process of offering. Burying these these things in the earth somehow is an offering. What symbols do we recognize? Uh, you recognize bone, and you recognize silver. Does anyone have any bone? And he's Crusader. I was going to say the same thing. You see what I'll have to face. They're just constantly <laughs> threatening to kill me. I have quite literally never hurt anyone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gag her again. I won't let that happen. Okay. So you pull it back out. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Uh, someone go fetch a bird or a squirrel. Easily find one. That's a great idea, Hubert. Great idea. Glad someone here has brains. I've got a, I've got a couple silver in my pocket if you need that. What can I find in the way of a small? Uh, yeah, it takes maybe half an hour. You find a, a small snow hare and uh, bring it back, slaughtered, rip it apart, pull its bones out. Takes maybe an hour, hour, hour and a half in total. Yeah, you clear it away. And there's two other symbols, though. Just don't know what these are. Uh, Cressida, would you happen to know what these symbols mean? You seem to be seeking out these obelisks. You might know something. I might, but I'll be honest, Hubert. They have not been very kind to me. That one, she, the little bit of her chin that she can move goes towards Stekis, not only tried to kill me, but has frequently made reference to killing me. And then that one... Seems to be uh, uh, not caught in uh, in love with the sound of me voice in that bear that, that he kind of points at. So, if I could have perhaps some assurances that uh, I will be treated with a bit more care and maybe someone could tend to my injury, uh, maybe I could lend some aid. Does she need surgery, though? Uh, what was the what was the injury called? Long? Oh, it was a serious injury. It wasn't grievous. So okay. it was temporary paralysis. Okay, I see it. 77 to 85. So no, it doesn't require injury. 19 days. But it does require it does it, it will require a heal check for her to begin to recuperate. So while they start to we'll just say while they were clearing out the doorways, uh Lavinia will sit down and start healing her. Okay. Oh. Thank you, love. Thank you so much. Us, uh, us ladies have to stick together in this world, you know. Elves too. Sorry, I didn't heal you earlier, but with the burning—we we had to stop the burning. It was a very strange night. It's not what I thought I'd find when we finally got out of the village. I thought, I, I thought there would be more, you know, but. I'm being tested. We're all being tested. You're being tested. Even that one with the thing on its back, he's being tested too, even though he's, he's, he means what Merlin said. Hmm. Who's Merlin? She's the witch in the woods. 
Oh, the one who thinks Hubert's a pretty bird. Yes. Oh, I've heard. I've heard about her. I, oh, someday, perhaps I'll get to meet her. I think we could have a fascinating conversation, she and all. Certainly, for sure. And uh, what am I rolling at? Uh, so uh, you're doing heal. It's at serious. So I think that's. Uh, I think that should be standard. Okay. And then I'll take my time, so routine. Something yeah, that's uh yeah, that's fine. Okay. If you roll like really bad, maybe we'll look it up, but we'll <laughs> Okay. Where's uh, that where's that bad roll? Oh no. Where's that crit fail? Stop trying to curse me. Positive thoughts. It's gonna pass. That's a pass. Okay. So yeah, so she can now go into recuperation, which means she actually can start healing. Um, meaning moving up the damage track. However, she's still going to be under the effects of that paralysis for, as Coda was saying, 19 days. Yeah. But seeing you help her and, and Hubert being kind to her, uh, she will point out that two of the symbols, one is the sign for salt uh, and the other uh, is the sign for gold. We have some gold from um, that f- the farm. Do we have salt? I don't think we have salt. You probably do, I would imagine. Uh, if not, you have rations that have probably been preserved with salt. Sure, let's do that. Yeah, because we have those nine gold coins with a different stamp. Okay. So you bury a little bit of everything. Chrisita says, yeah, I imagine there's some sort of prayer, but to be honest, I don't know what it is i just know little things things i heard seen in my dreams that sort of thing the mm. late la- the lady gives me little clues like that little breadcrumbs for me to follow her trail but um, if you don't mind i think i'm gonna just i'm gonna have a lie down and uh, just rest a bit um uh, Hub- hubert could could you get something to put underneath underneath my, my head? Yeah, I'll just roll up like an old shirt or something. Oh, sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. So she uh, lies down, and you now have four little piles of gold, silver, bone, and salt. All salted meat. What do you guys want to do? Open the door. Yeah. Okay. So the so the two are the two of you doing it together? Because there's two there's two heavy doors. They, yes. Uh, so both of you. Uh, so one of you can roll an athletics test, and the other can assist. Uh, and so I'll make this uh, standard. Okay, thirty-seven success. So the two of you manage to pull the doors off, and underneath you see dirt and tree roots. Uh, that's it. That that is all you see. It's just a. It's like a door frame. You pull the doors open, and underneath, because again, this is on like a slant on the hill. It's dirt and tree roots. I guess we can start digging. Okay. We do have a pickaxe. So you spend some time going through the hard earth, and it takes about thirty minutes or so. But at a certain point, you make a strike, and then everything left that you didn't pull out suddenly just falls and collapses inward as if there is a, like there's a hollow 
underneath. And you can see the rock and the snow and the earth begin to tumble. Uh, and it reveals, now covered with that dirt and snow, uh, a set of stairs, crude stone stairs leading downwards into the into the hill. Nice work, guys. Uh, shall we? Light a torch and have uh, Lavinia towards the front so we can find out what she's looking for. Okay. Because we don't know. She's the magic lady. She knows what magic-y tablets are, I guess. I like how Coder just threw I mean, this squishy <laughs> healer out in yeah. front. I am not the first person going in. I didn't say at the front. I said towards the front so she could tell us what we're looking for. Well, we are mostly looking for like papers, maybe like journals. Do, do papers do well? And in- no, you're looking. You're looking for tablets. You're looking for stone yeah. tablets. Stone tablets. <laughs> you know. I don't think paper does well in the weather. I'm not a learned man, but no. Sometimes they like to burn on pieces of preserved skin. Okay. So who's going down, and who's going down first? Uh, I'll go first. All right. I'll be right behind them then. Baron Stekis, then. I suppose I'll be Lavin- in the middle. Lavinia, then. Sophia. Sophia. Hubert, are you going down or are you hanging out with Cressida? Uh, yeah, I'll take up the rear. See okay. if she wants to come. All right. This is when Cressida closes the door. It's like, gotcha. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you all descend about seven steps, but each of these steps is fairly, fairly steep and fairly wide and fairly deep. And so you imagine that you probably go down about 10 to maybe 15 feet or so. And right as Bear's foot goes down on the base of the floor of the tomb, Bear, you can feel your foot descend as the stone beneath it falls. And you can hear coming out from the sides of the staircase all of you can hear and you see this dust just float into your eyes, into your mouths, into your noses. Uh, all of you go ahead and make a challenging toughness test. That's a great fail. Oh boy. Pass. Success. Pass. I look up what that crit fail does. Pass. Now I'm blind. <laughs> I think you're just dead, actually. Quite, oh, it's quite possible. I think he just died. No, I don't think it's that bad. All right. Did anybody else just fail? Any normal fails? Nope. Okay. Uh, Bear, go ahead and roll a d10. Two. All right. So all of you quickly cover up your mouths and your eyes and just do whatever you can and just wave it, wave whatever you can away. Bear is not as lucky as he just begins hacking in this just awful cough spitting here and there bear you have you have contracted something and we'll talk about what that is when the time is right old dust lung old old dust lung but as you look into the room uh it's a fairly low hanging ceiling and you can see that some tree roots have begun uh, to work their way between the stone tablets that make up the ceiling uh, and you can see the little piles of dirt here and there where the earth has come through. And in the corner, blocking partially the way forward, uh, you can see the the actual door frame has collapsed. 
When you look to the right and the left, you can see that the walls are cut in half horizontally, and there appear to be a series of stone coffins, two on the bottom, then two on the top on the right, two on the bottom, two on the top on the left. They all have uh, various symbols, um, and the floor around you, all of the, the kind of the stone tiles uh, also have a variety of different symbols. So again, a couple of which you recognize, a couple of which you've never seen, but you can see that this is just like the first room that trying to get through that partially caved in doorway where you can see the door frame and some stone has started to fall in. It's going to take you a little time to clear a path, uh, but you certainly could. I'm going to ask Lavinia if she recognizes any like magic symbols. Is this the kind of grave robbing she was talking about? Um, And she'll look at Stekis. I'm not sure what kind of life you think I lived before I met all of you guys, but this is a very much a first for me. Um, I am just looking. I'm not sure 100% what I'm looking for. I'm just, Merlin said if I found these, I could bring it and then she could teach me. I'll start trying to clear the way then if this isn't what she's looking for. Okay, uh, so go ahead and roll a toughness test. Standard, by the way. I rolled it as challenging so i would have passed okay you're good uh it's it's art it's a kind of an arduous task that you're after here uh and you have to be a little bit careful so you can't just clear everything away you can only clear a little bit just to make sure that you all can squeeze through you can kind of tell that some of the piled up stone and tree roots have become load bearing and if you were to to take all of it out to try to open up the entire doorway it would probably collapse even worse and so you leave a sliver on the left allows you all to sneak and kind of slide through one at a time. Uh, what were you looking to do, Lavinia? She just wanted to scrutinize like the tombs that are in that room. Okay. Um, they, when you, when you look at them, they have a similar kind of writing on them that you noticed when you were exploring the mountain village near your home. Uh, these don't look to be like individual symbols like a, that appear on the obelisk. They seem to be more like strings of letters, maybe names, Maybe titles, something like that, of whoever might be entombed here. Mm. Do we open them up? Maybe what you're looking for is in there? I do think it would be buried with the bodies. At least maybe one or two. Would would they be buried with the bodies? Like, would I know that? Or would they just be somewhere else? You know that you're specifically looking for tablets. Uh, beyond that, you wouldn't know where, I would say. You're, okay. not, you're not an expert on the, on the culture. Okay. You don't see any obvious like tabulature that would probably looking around you're like there's nothing here. So maybe inside, maybe further into the tomb. And it wouldn't hurt to check, right? Well, maybe we could check on our way out if we don't find it in deeper. All right, fair enough. Let's be more careful this time and try to make sure we don't step on more traps. You can roll a scrutinized test if you want, looking through the doorway, the little sliver of doorway that you're you've been given. All right, I'll check it out. Okay. Scrutinize. Yep. What's the difficulty? Uh, standard's fine. Not fail. 84. Uh, you don't notice anything that spooks you or anything like that, no. That looks fine. Sophia also tried and also failed. Looks clear as day. Yep. Not a care in the world. Everything looks fine, guys. Everything looks just fine. All right, torch in hand. Let's go. Lavinia passes. Okay. Uh, I like how this is... Th- that's... 
It's ridiculous. It's one of those you things where like, I fa- no, no, it's fine. It's okay. just kind of an old funny thing. Like I fail. Okay, well, I do it too. I fail. No, I do it too. It's an old joke. I'm assuming yes, it like is. each of us approach the door, like we're kind of peeking in. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine the, okay, I looked in and everything looks fine. Wait a second. Let me go look. <laughs> I look at, yep, everything looks fine. Okay, well, I'm going to go up now and look. And then I say it's fine. And then finally, Lavinia is like, okay, I'm going to go up. So it's kind of a, a weird thing. But uh, when you look in there, it's dark. Uh, but you do uh, notice that the, the most prominent thing in there that you can see is a statue built into the wall opposite. If you hold the torch into you can see there's a, a fairly large statue. Um, and the shadows are a little are flickering in kind of odd directions, but you can make out there is a large stag head on top of this statue. There's a kind of a human body, and then there is this large stag head. Not as big as the one that you saw displayed at that temple that you found, uh, but certainly... Uh, certainly of lo- quite large size. Uh, and then you also see another doorway off to its side and a handful of urns. No tablets, though? You do not see any any tablets, now. So she'll just tell the group, like, you know, there's a weird statue in the head. Mary, you can go in. <laughs> That's what I was planning on. You slide in, and the room uh, is probably about 20 by 20. At most, uh, some of the ceiling seems to be on the verge of collapsing. Uh, the When you look at the statue, you can see that dark opals have been embedded into the eye sockets. Uh, it's some kind of stone, this l- kind of bluish stone. Uh, there's like a, a blue metallic weapon of some kind that almost looks like almost like a pole axe in some way. It looks a little, the design is a little different. And then to its left, you can see a doorway. Uh, and then to its right, you can see a series of stone shells that have some urns stacked up on them. Some have collapsed. Some still seem to be intact. No other coffins or anything in here. Mayor um, will go through, bring down the urns, and just like dump them out. Okay. Just, like whatever. You start dumping them out, and it's just a bunch of dust that you're pouring out. Oh, no. What are you doing? Well, maybe the tablets are in here. These are big were the urns. Bodies. Uh, they won't mind. How big are the urns? Uh, about, you know, they're like a decent sized vase, maybe like a foot and a half, two feet tall. Oh, those are big. I I can understand that. And they're they're like for interning ashes. Sophia is not necessarily a religious type, but we'll just sort of generally to the universe be like, sorry, sorry, we didn't. We we're just looking for something. The, you the universe still says, rest in peace. Universe says, sorry, it's not good enough. I'm just kidding. All right. So Christ. what are you all doing right now? Bear is the only one in this room. There's a doorway. The rest of you are back beyond that partially collapsed doorway. I'm going to go in and head towards the door. Okay. Go in. Go up to the door. Uh, it looks to be stone and heavy, uh, but you probably can can push it open if you would like. Again, just like the coffins on the side, there is a fairly ornate string of lettering etched into the door itself. Sure, I'll try and open it. And you push it open, and it does indeed slide open, this grinding stone on stone, and a, a stale 
dirt, earthy smell wafts and hits you in the face. It's bitter and raw. And when you shine a torch inside, I'm assuming one. I'm assuming you're carrying a torch, yeah, or a lantern or something like that. You shine it inside. You can see that the room has at its center uh, a fairly ornate looking sarcophagus in the center uh, that is built up off of the ground and you can see that there is almost like wainscoting along the sides and the bottom of this elevated large sarcophagus are a series of panels with writing etched into them this looks pretty different from everything else right indeed yes everything else up until this point has been modest yeah, this looks important. So I'm just going to ask Lavinia to look at it. She'll just agree with you and say this is probably what Merlin's looking for. So Lavinia goes in and you're peeking and you're looking as well? Yeah, I want to scrutinize. Okay. Are you going inside the room or are you staying in the doorway? She's like peeking in right now in okay. the doorway. From what you can tell, they look like stone tablets with writing on them. Can I scrutinize the room not, for like not from, more? No, not from no, the like, outside. I mean, no, like... The floor before I step in. Uh, you look down, and this the floors doesn't look doesn't look to be uh, engraved with anything like the first room had. Uh, this seems to be just more flat and rough stone. Okay, then she'll enter the room. Okay, and as you step on the first now, I'm just teasing. Uh, you step inside, uh, and you can see that there are three large, heavy tablets on the long side the sarcophagus and then there's one on the short side so there's a total of eight uh, and they look very big and they look very heavy uh, and so and they also would are going to take some time to kind of carve carve out in a way or if you want to be careful uh, I would require a trade calf test to take them out and some sort of tool uh, if you want to be rough which will pot- potentially risk damaging them and even doing a trade calf test will also risk damaging them you can just try to be a little bit more brute force and try to dislodge them. Uh, Lavinia would ask Bear if he would be able to try and safely remove them. Um, no. Yeah, I'll do <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. okay, so you you come inside. Uh, like a wood chisel thing? or Yeah, if you've got some kind of chisel or uh, some other kind of, whatever kind of tools you might have on you. Uh, what kind of things do you have on you? Yes. I don't have anything like written down for that. Yeah, but do you, I'm just saying, like, do you have any kits or tools or anything? Yeah, I'd have like a wood carving thing for sure. Oh, okay. So we'll say you can probably find like a hammer, chisel, uh, that kind of thing. Not perfect, but it certainly will help. I'll want a tradecraft test for, I'm going to make this uh, challenging to dislodge. And this is to get them out without breaking them or chipping them in any way. Okay. And this is going to take some time. You can tell just by looking at it that this is going to take a little time. Got to be careful. Can I do an extended test? Uh, yeah, which will kick it down to standard. All right, I'll change. While everyone's doing their thing, I'll just be in the general room and just keeping an eye out for like movement and okay. that changes. Okay. Roll an awareness test, standard. Did you say that there is a metal pole axe? Yeah, it seems to be like in in the in that statues with the stag head. It's like fixed into their hands uh, I failed with the 75 do we have pay points though or yes yeah, yep. yes it's three and three where we rolled them over from last time 
Alright, I will roll again. I failed awareness. <gasps> That's a crit success. Okay. success. So the first hour goes by and you're able to dislodge one side of the sarcophagus without breaking or chipping anything. You have three pristine tablets uh, after about an hour. And it's hard, painstaking work because you're trying to chisel away some of the mortar, uh, making sure that the tablets remain intact. And it takes some time. As you begin to chisel away at another, Zofia, you see something peculiar. You see... And maybe you hear it first, the sound of grinding stone on stone. And when you look up, maybe your eyes are playing tricks on you, but you swear that statue moved. And then as you're watching, it dis- it seems to move entirely as it sort of shifts its shoulder. And you can see dust begin to cascade from it. The other shoulder shifts and its arms extend and it steps out and away from the wall. Initiative, bitches. Uh, can I chip away at that thing? <laughs> you can certainly try. All right, so I've got Lavinia uh, with an 18. I've got the living statue with a 16. I've got uh, Zofia with a 14. I've got Stekis with a 13. Hubert and Bear with 10s. Uh, you guys can figure out who wants to go when. Is it in the same room as us? You and Bear uh, went into the room with the sarcophagus. Uh, Stekis and Zofia are in the room with the statue. Hubert is in the front room uh, where the stairs are. And so, he's not, he has no idea what's going on because he failed his awareness test. He's, uh, he's, he's singing some happy tune. Maybe he's looking at his feathers. I don't know. So I'll probably honestly wait then because I don't know that that's necessarily happening. I'll say it's probably fair that Zofia, seeing the thing move, probably shouted out or something like I that. I absolutely shrieked so and made sure that everyone was aware. You are, I would say you're probably not aware of exactly what's going on, but you're aware that Zofia shrieked and she's freaking out. Okay. So then um, I'll probably tell Bear to stop doing what he's doing. And how heavy are those tablets? Uh, quite heavy. Uh, you, you personally probably would be able to carry one uh, maybe two, but over the course of time, that would certainly wear on your on your toughness. You would definitely be accruing some peril over time. This is going yeah. to this is gonna this is going to encumber you. You're going to get some overage if you try to to abscond with a lot because these are these are like about three feet by two feet and yeah. a couple inches thick of heavy stone. I'll probably head up to see what she sees. So I'll go into the doorway and peek in to see why she's yelling. Okay, so one AP to move, and you can peek out, and you can see this statue has come alive with this stag head and this kind of blue metal weapon that it has moved around in a, a surprisingly adept manner for a stone statue. And it appears like it's going to attack. It seems to be uh, getting into position, or it seems to be like brandishing it in a threatening fashion and you are in a tomb stealing stuff very much true we've all watched movies to know what's about to happen yep we're all gonna die i mean i'll i'll grab a tablet and then 
I'll advise. I'll see if Bear can grab his two. Okay. Well, how many did you need? She wanted all of them. She did. She did. You can. I'm not saying you can't go back with Fuhrer and see if you can negotiate, but she definitely wanted all. She did. Okay. I can just say that was all of them. Like, yeah, they're all here. That would be a certainly an attemptable guile test. We'll see. We're all, all right on it. I'll chisel into it one out of three. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's funny. Okay, so you're picking up a tablet and you're running. Yeah. One AP to move and peek out. Mm-hmm. One AP to pick up a tablet, to go back and pick up a tablet. Mm-hmm. And so you're in the, you're still in the sarcophagus room now with the tablet in your hand. Living statue goes next. The living statue will look to see who's in the room. We'll see both Stekus and Zofia around. I'm going to roll a d6, one to three. It's Stekus. Uh, and I rolled a four, so it's Zofia. And so you screech, mm-hmm. and it looks directly at you. It's going to spend an AP to maneuver, or excuse me, to, uh, uh, to move between you and Stekus so that it's engaged with both. And then you see okay. it deftly begin to swirl this this bladed staff around. And then I'm going to take aim and I'm going to attack Zofia. This could be bad. I think it already is. Okay, that is a success. Now, this has an ability called Sweeping Strike. When these creatures make a successful attack with a two-handed melee weapon, which this is, they strike up to three foes they're engaged with. So it's going to sweep not just through Zofia, cutting her across her chest, but it will continue to spin and turn, twisting its stone wrists so that it can also arc around, spin, and hit, and hit Stekus as well. Both of you take 17 points of damage. That puts me to seriously. All right. And you can go ahead and roll 3d6. This is a vicious weapon. So roll 3d6 to determine injury. Oh, no. Okay. And then go ahead. That is a, she rolled two sixes and a one. So go ahead and hit that serious injury button in uh, roll 20 for us. Well, that's a minor concussion. So I take one strike and I'm immediately incapacitated. Okay. So as uh, as the the weapon c- continues to sweep through, the like you can see its elbow comes around and like swipes you in the head and you just immediately begin to get disoriented. You have fate points? That is a very good question. I haven't looked at fate points in a while. And then, Stekis, you rolled for injury. You're good. Uh, I take it you just moved to moderate. Is that right? Yes, that okay. is correct. So you got your 2d6s. Two, two you're fine. Uh, and that is the end of its turn. Uh, Zofia, are you using, do you have a fate point to use? Uh, keep moving on. I need to think it's, about that. It's actually your turn, so it's important. I have one on my paper character sheet. Um, I don't have any in roll 20, but I think. If I've got one on my paper sheet, then have I've you got one. recently hit uh, chaos or excuse me, order uh, your order track? I am five towards my order again. Okay. Uh, so unless you know for certain, we're gonna say no. Uh, okay, and that's fine. It's your turn. You're incapacitated. Uh, remember that incapacity doesn't mean you're unconscious. It just means you're gonna fail all skill tests. So you are. You got a concussion. I've had these before. They're not great. You feel confused. You're disoriented, uh, nauseous even. 
might have a headache. You see this creature moving about before you out of nowhere. What do you want to do? Get out of the way. Okay. Uh, what I is that? Take cover. Do you want to take cover? Yeah. Ooh, girl, run. So I'm going to maneuver. You're in a you're in a you're in a twenty by twenty room. There's, I mean, like if you're taking cover, you can move into a different room. Yeah. Okay. So are you maneuvering? I'll spend an AP. I'll spend two AP to maneuver. Okay. Um, and then one AP, I guess, to hustle out of the room. Okay. So you carefully take a step back uh, while its attention is turned to Stekus, and then you run, squeezing, which is going to it's going to be hard to rain basically. So it's going to slow your movement down, trying to get through the door. But you step into the room. You see Hubert. Maybe you fill him in, babbling incoherently about what's going on. And then Stekus, it is your turn. How how big is this statue when it now that it's moving and standing up? Uh, it is larger than you. It is considered mechanically speaking, this thing goes all the way to the ceiling, and so this is going to be tr- this is being treated as a large creature. I do not think I can knock over a large thing of stone. I am going to try and hit it with the military lance. I'm going so I can like knock it away from me and back away from it. Okay. Uh, routine. It's bigger, easier. It's a big target. That's really sad. You all yes. have two fortune points left, and I have four fortune I points. I actually am going to use that because that will heal me, which will be great. All right. So use one. I'm up to five misfortune. Uh, okay. So one to swing. Do uh, you got other stuff? What are you doing? I'm got to reroll it. Oh, that's a crit. So since we're using alternate damage, it's CB plus two. So what's your CB? My CB is six. Okay. So six plus two is eight plus three is 11. Okay. So as you swing your military lance, it clinks harmlessly off the stone. Does it... Do the toughness test to be shoved out of the engagement? Uh, sure. Sure can. Isn't it helpless from the crit though? Ooh. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, so it push you push it. Uh, you push it a foot away from you, and then it'll be Hubert's turn. You've just seen. You've heard crazy things happen at this port. You've seen. You see. Uh, Sophia, why is it I always forget your name? You see Sophia <laughs> step into the room with you, bleeding from a horrible gash across her chest, and she's got a, a welt in her head, and she seems disoriented and bewildered, and you just heard her scream. Your turn, Hubert. Okay, I'll f- come into the second room then, see what's going on in here. Okay, you come in there uh, right when you see Steck has land a blow that clinks harmlessly off the stone and pushes this guy... Uh, right up and nearly knocking into you. So you got an AP to get, you got an AP of movement. Uh, what, what is your movement, by the way? Let me check. Because the, so you're going to have to like kind of squeeze a bit through that doorway, which is going to slow you down. If that's the case, I don't want to get in engagement range then. Okay. So you'll come up to the door, you'll peek in, you'll keep two AP, and it's still about maybe three yards away from you. And through a through a tight doorway. I'll just stand here for assistance to see if I can help people get out. That's about it. 
So I'll just bank it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, two actually. Uh, bear. You've seen Lavinia come back in, uh, freak out. You heard, you heard Zofia scream. Uh, you hear the sounds of fighting, and you, uh, you know, she Lavinia is telling you to pick stuff up. Okay, so we're just running then. That is what Lavinia is doing. Uh, you said that Golem had like little gems in its eyes or something. It had like these opals in its eyes. Yeah. Mm, how far is it from me? Uh, you're in a different room. Uh, which your your a single movement since you're not being blocked can probably get uh you can probably get in range of him. Yeah, I got seven yards. I think you can probably step out. Um, all right, I'll go out um, to help them with that thing. So I'll hustle over. I'm gonna try and do a called shot on its eyes. Okay, go right ahead. Uh, so that makes it. Uh, since you're going for its head. Uh, that's gonna, you know, that's a, like the hardest, one of the hardest things to do. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be an arduous attack. Plus, it's really tall. I got my reach weapon. If that would help, uh, I'll kick it down to hard since it's also, you know, it's also kind of big. Uh, pass with a fifteen. So you dislodge one of the eyes, and it clinks down to the ground. Uh, this opal scattering across over towards the doorway where Hubert's standing. Uh, but in terms of any lasting damage beyond just kind of knocking the opal out of its eye, eye socket, it doesn't seem to harm it whatsoever. It's just the, it's like you're trying to literally attack yeah. stone right now. Um, might as well try to do a takedown with entangling. Just drag him down somehow. <laughs> so you're going to try to kind of knock him yeah. down, get the fashard kind of caught up in its legs maybe. All right, so that'll be, since I made it hard for you, yep. correct? Inverse is going to be easy. I think it's flipped to fail. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, this is, since you said you said takedown, so this will be a coordination. Yep. All right, head easy with flip to fail. I rolled a 28, needed an 80, so that is a fail. Uh, it will, in fact, fall to the ground. Prone. Nice, too bad it goes next. <laughs> uh, it's actually Lavinia next. So Lavinia, and then it will go next. Lavinia, what would you like to uh, do? I'm going to cast, even though it's already on the ground, um, Cack-Handed Grasp. Okay. So I'm going to expend a dab of animal fat. And are you putting uh, are you putting down your tablet? Yes, because if I crit okay. fail, this thing is falling and breaking. Okay, so you put the tablet back down. Uh, Cast cacanid grasp. Cantation okay. standard. And uh, it's oh, what, what, what level it's, of spell it's petty, is it? So routine. So routine. Cantation. Are you nope. channeling at all? Okay, so no channeling. And I passed. And okay. it's not a crit fail, Jeff, so I don't have butter hands. <laughs> and so you see that it's uh, as it falls to the ground, uh, you can see that its weapon clatters about a yard away as well. Sweet. And then, um, Bear, do you still have the two tablets at least? No. 
I didn't pick him up. No. Oh, you didn't he, pick him he up. He got up and he went and swung and, and he went and swung his fashard and not. You guys don't have any tablets okay. now. So I spent one to drop it, one to cast. You cast a spell. You see the thing mm -hmm. scatter about. That's a that's an AP. You've got two left. What do you want to do? I want to pick the tablet back up, and then I I want to um, head towards the door, which I should be able to at least get in the doorway. My movement's eight. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to get all the way to the door where okay. Hubert is because you were inside the room. Because if you went and you picked something up, put something down, pick it back up. Now you're running back past it, so I would say you're you're a couple okay. steps away. Uh, but you are in danger territory. You're in the room yep. with this thing. It's going to instead... It is prone. I am going to stand up from prone, grab my weapon. I'm going to spend a fortune point to get an extra AP. I'm going to take aim at bear, and I'm going to swing at bear. And so currently in the room... And this thing has reach. Is Stekus, Lavinia, and Bear. So I'm attacking Bear. Uh, and I rolled a four. Oh. That's going to be 19 points of damage onto Bear. And then it's going to continue to arc around in the room. And it's also going to hit Stekus. And it's going to hit Lavinia. Did you have any AP left to parry or anything like that, uh, Josh? No, I moved in cold shot. Do, do I have the ability to do that? I'll say yes. You can go ahead and try to try to parry it. Uh, it'll be uh, challenging. Okay, so let's summarize. We've got an attack on Bear, which goes through. Uh, Bear rolled 3d6s for his injury. He's clean. Uh, and then the arc continued to travel. Went after Stekis, who managed to parry it away. Stekis manages to sort of just barely change the trajectory of the arc of the swing. Then it continues and hits, uh, hits old Shy Deezy, uh in the ribs. Okay, so that'll be its turn. Uh, and then it is in this room. It's got this beautiful, wonderful weapon. Zofia, it is your turn. You have made it out of that room. Your head is cloudy. You're uncertain. Mando. I am continuing to hustle out of the way. Okay, so you leave the tomb. No problem. Stekis. This thing ain't no joke. How close is everyone to exiting this room? I would say Lavinia is the closest. You're the second closest. Bear's the furthest. I would say all of you could, with your movement, assuming you don't get knocked prone or anything like that, uh, you could get out on your next movements. Just remember, it's going to take you a little bit of a squeeze to get through that door. Uh, so it'll probably... If you're just going to bolt and run, that's fine. It'll slow you down a little bit. Looking at the doorway, you don't see how, with how it's caved in, you don't see how the size of this thing is going to be able to get through it without causing kind of serious destruction to that doorway. I will do the movement that doesn't provoke an opportunity attack. What is that? And then, maneuver. then that leaves one to move again with hustle to get out of the room. Does that work? Right. Uh, I would say you're probably smart enough to know that the weapon he has oh, has reach. Okay. So I guess if I'm going to potentially 
get hit and seeing how he kind of knocked down the creature before the st statue i'm going to try and knock it down before i try and leave its range then to see if i can keep it from attacking me as easy maybe or is wait there's a disarm isn't there i gotta do that instead well okay so disarm is a coordination, coordination. test i am and what kind of weapon are you using to try to disarm this? Uh, I guess thinking about it, I'll switch to the axe, if that's okay. Okay. So as long as you're doing it at the start of your turn, you can switch stuff out without having yeah. to spend APs. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can make it work, I guess. Um, okay. So just coordination and it's challenging, or was it higher? Than I mean, I'll, I'll just treat it as standard. It's fine. He just hands it off to his twin. <laughs> <laughs> I failed. So you have two AP left. Yeah. So then if I just move, I can leave then with a hustle. You can move. You could take two hustles and be in the next room pretty easy. Yeah. It will be able to take a. Yeah, time I'm going to I'm going to do that. OK, so it'll go ahead and attack and rolling as it tries to swing at you as you run away. That will miss. Uh, so you do manage to duck your head underneath the horizontal slash of this uh, this weapon and you squeeze through the doorway. Uh, Hubert kind of helps pull you through and you can see the steps of Zofia as she's running up the stairs and leaving. Uh, then we've got Hubert. Everyone's running. Yeah, I'll still hang out at the entrance or exit of this room to help out. Okay. Uh, Bear, you and Lavinia are the last ones in here. I'll go for a disarm on this guy. Okay. Standard. Let's use the Foshard again. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, isn't Foshard choking or takedown? Not dis not disarm? Right. I was just saying that's the weapon I'm using. Okay. Yeah, standard's fine. I don't care. That's not too... As long as it's not like a dagger or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, shiv. Frying pan. <laughs> as I learned from like what? It was a daisy. Frying pans are very useful. Uh, crit fail. Uh, okay, so you're going to take uh, some exertion as you reach forward, take eight points of physical peril as you kind of pull a muscle a little bit as you try to tuck your weapon into its stony grip. We've got two more AP left. Just double hustle out. And it will go ahead and take a swing as you leave. This will just miss. I will spend a fortune point to reroll that. And I will hit this time. Uh, and that'll be 15 points of damage to you, sir. Nice. Do you move at all down the threshold? Uh, yep. To so what tier? Four of these babies. You're at Grievous? Okay, 46s. Oh Holy my shit. god. Rose, 46s. Gets three sixes on them. All right. Say again. Go ahead and hit that Grievous. Whew. Do you have any fate uh, points that you want to use or anything? Yes. Wait. Okay. Surgery. Oof. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you guys are in. There's basically it's impossible for you to get surgery to repair that because you're so far out and you don't have surgical tools. Yeah, I'll use my last fate point. Fair enough. Wait, the the effect of that's not bad. You can't use two two handed ranged weapons. Mm, yeah, I guess I'm even using those. Oh, if I already have it, then I lose the combat points. 
the first part is that you cannot use one of your arms as you're in pain. So until you're fully recuperated, you're literally going to be a one-armed man. For 24 uh, days. I mean. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to let it go? Wait, so if I use it, do I still take the damage? You're taking the damage no matter why. It's just a question of whether oh. you took the injury. Yeah, I'll hold on to the injury in my fate point. Okay, so you're going to take the splintered elbow. And so you watch as Bear as tries to run past and the living statue manages to swing out with the blade and you can see pieces of bone and flesh just erupt and explode uh, from Bear's elbow as he tucks into the into the hallway and you go ahead and pull him through, Hubert. No problem. Not a good day. I'm breathing in dust, getting my arm smashed. It's a rough day. And I got I got another surprise for you. Lavinia, your turn. Can I maneuver and then run? Or maneuver and then hustle? Uh, yeah, you were at range initially, so if you're moving away... Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you can also try to run. Run is a way of increasing your damage threshold. You'll take it... It'll, it'll be able to attack you, but... I, I can't afford to take a hit. Okay. Uh, then you can, you can go ahead and maneuver. Uh, that's fine. You can also... We have one fortune point left. If you want to spend it again to get a second AP and then try to maneuver into the doorway and have Hubert pull you out just to be ultra safe to make sure you're out of the reach of this thing. Does seem to have reach. Yeah. Um, Getting near the end of the session. Honestly, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So you do that. That means you're going to get four AP. You go back to back maneuvers. We'll say Hubert's there to pull you through with one tablet intact that living statue doesn't seem to follow it just you see it there as you peek back through the doorway hubert you can see that it it starts to mechanically move back into its place in the wall and right itself back up with the uh with that weapon crossing over its chest all of you uh run outside uh and you can see that Zofia is like wandering around lost and confused. Uh, and you can see as bears coming out, he is, he is bleeding profusely. Uh, you can see bits of bone and flesh, uh, have been disrupted greatly. Uh, Lavinia also has taken some hits. Uh, every, pretty much everybody with Hubert has taken a hit of some kind. Lavinia, you have one stone tablet. Those of you who took, who took injuries as, as, you take a look at them, Lavinia, you notice as well that they not only appear to be terrible injuries, but there is some kind of strange fetid growth that seems to be infecting those injuries. As you sit down to take some rest, Bear begins to cough as well, as if something from that dust has settled into his lungs. 